Welcome to Devon Dragon Radio. I'm your host, ML Voostrack. I'm here with my special guest, Tammy Guns. Welcome. Hi, how are you doing here uh, today? I'm really excited to talk to you. You do a little bit of everything from what I see. You're in healthcare and talking about stomping out the financial literacy, Ill- illiteracy to get to our dreams, right? Yes. So, you know, it may seem like, well, why would I do both of those things? But um, actually it makes sense because uh, going back to my education, I have two master's degrees. One is in accounting and one is in health service administration. So um, since I obtained both of those degrees, I ended up marrying those concepts together throughout my career. In fact, even when I was in healthcare operations, um, I was always marrying those two things together because I would do, I'm very strong financially. And so I would understand things from an operational and financial perspective. And then of course, being in healthcare. So I do use both of those concepts. Well, that's wonderful mirroring. I mean, we have, (laughs) I'm a very creative type, but I understand finances very well. Oh, good. So you give me numbers. I'm excited. (laughs) You're a rare individual. <laughs> Most people run from numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's ones and zeros excite me. But then again, I'm very creative with, I do fantasy novels. So you have both aspects, but I married the two having a publishing house. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, actually, in, here's another example. I'll show you how I kind of married the concepts together. So I did do a TEDx talk on why the best healthcare system starts with you. And there's an example in there that actually applies to our financial house as well as our, our health component of our house. So there's the example of why is it that people, when we have one body and one body only, that we don't take care of it? Imagine if you know we had one car and one car only, you would be hyper vigilant about taking care of it, right? Because you'd think I it can't, nothing can happen to this car because it's the one and only car I have for my whole life. And so I give an example of why is it that people maybe don't um, participate or in, you know, act in a way that's most beneficial for their health. And so let's say um, that, you know, every day on your way to work, Monday through Friday, you stop off and you get a latte. And let's just say you spend $5 on it. And, you know, usually for most people, that's a really insignificant amount of money. So they don't think much about spending that $5. And so what happens though is over a year's time, that $5 latte habit that you have ends up being about $1,300. Now, if you had to spend $1,300, I know at least for me, that's a significant amount of money. And so I would stop and I would pause before I would actually spend that kind of money. But yet we'll spend $1,300 over a year, but we just do it in $5 increments. And so we don't think about it. Mm-hmm. So, that's, so that's an example of the, uh, the finances, but it's the same with our health. If we don't um, actually measure things, we can't manage them. So we'll go throughout our day perhaps, and maybe we don't exercise or we don't, you know, we eat too many brownies or chips or whatever. And again, I mean, those things are fun to eat, right? So it's not like you would want to go the rest of your life not eating cookies and, and all the fun stuff. It's just that you want to um, manage it. And the only way to do that is to measure it. So in reality, you can see how the finances, sometimes people will spend money, they don't realize it like that 
$5 latte, but it's the same with our health. We'll, we're eating the wrong things and we don't realize it because we're not managing it. Exactly. I mean, we have, how many people take vitamins? How many people should be taking vitamins? We don't think about it because a vitamin, okay, for a 30 day supply, Walmart brand is $15. So you're paying $15 a month. You get the all natural, top of the line, sold online only, you're spending $30 a month. I'm pulling numbers out of my head right now. But that $30 a month is $1. You're spending how much on your latte? How much are you spending on that candy bar every day or that bag of chips? You can't afford taking your supplements, your vitamins, things that your health needs if you focus on, okay, I need this to get healthy versus do I need this candy bar that's fun to eat, but do I really need it? Right. And so that's why these decisions, I believe a lot of people really live unconsciously. And so what, what it is, is it's trying to bring into the light that which is hidden. And, you know, it's so easy for us, you know, when you think about most people, they, you know, most people just get up, same time, the alarm goes off, you get out of bed, probably on the same side of the bed every morning, you probably maybe take a shower, then you eat usually the same breakfast every morning, you probably drive, well, now it's COVID-19, but before that, you probably drive the same um, route every single day to work. Then you come home from work and you do the same things and then rinse, repeat. And so we end up living really unconsciously. And the only way to actually bring some of these things into the light is to make our, ourselves pause and take notice. Mm -hmm. And so pausing and take notice, that's again where I say, you know, if you want to be the CEO of your own health or you want to be the CEO of your own wealth, you need to start managing those things. So you start to actually measure them. Because I always say a CEO will not fly blind. The CEO wouldn't let that $5 coffee habit go on without looking at it and managing it. So again, you know, none of this is, it's not hard. None of it is rocket science. It is just really slowing down and paying attention to our budgets or even creating one. A lot of people don't even have a budget. So that's, it's actually very manageable. It really is. I mean, going from having a small publishing house and to a C-Corp, I look at every penny. Where's that penny going? And I do this with my health as well. I mean, I work out seven days a week. Wow. That's yeah. Great. With my supplement, but that's my mental health time. That's my, okay, I need to pause. I need to do something for me, not for other people. So- Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, there's another thing that um, I talk about is some of it is really managing our buckets, right? So what do I mean by that? Well, so you could have a, an alone time bucket, right? Cause you need to maybe refill yourself. And then there's a, you know, maybe if you happen to be in a relationship, say time for your partner, if you happen to have children time, that's, that's another bucket. There could be an exercise bucket and then there's a work bucket. I mean, everybody's buckets are going to be a little bit different. What are the things that you value and where you want to spend your time? And so, you know, at any given point in time, you could have maybe your work really, you know, there's a deadline, a big project due. And so that bucket gets all of your time and all of your energy, but you don't want to have that happen over, over a lifetime, right? You can do that work really, really hard on a project, but then you need a breather again. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a matter of managing all of those buckets. So 
absolutely. I mean, you are the only one really who knows you the best and knows which buckets you need filled and, and honestly to honor them. I can tell you that um, over the last couple of years, actually I, I'm better now in the last six months, but in the last couple of years, my buckets were way out of whack. I was flying all around the country pretty much every single week. And so, you know, my, my finance bucket was doing great because I was making a lot of money and my career bucket was doing great, but I really wasn't taking out time and saying, okay, I don't, I can't be working this hard. I, I wasn't taking out time to, for myself, like you said, to exercise. And so there's things that, again, if you don't stop and notice, you can get way out of whack. Oh, exactly. It was November and I realized I need to do something for myself. I'm spending 16 hours a day working for what i'm not my health is getting bad i'm not taking time for myself so i'm like okay well this is working out really well here but i don't have that me time so i started exercising then we got covid so now i'm back to <laughs> working 16 hours a day because i can't leave my house but now that everything's open i'm going back to the gym taking that hour a day Good. Good for you. Well, and I'll say a lot of times too, it's, it's a matter of moving through change and to pivot. So you brought up a good point in that, you know, I used to actually go to the gym. I, I started out this year again saying, okay, my exercise is going to be at a gym lifting weights and right. You're absolutely right. So COVID hit and then the gyms had to close abruptly. So then I ended up pivoting. Now I go on walks. Um, I'm fortunate. I live in Colorado. It's, it's quite beautiful here. And we have usually have pretty good weather even year round to be able to get outdoors. And so then I, you know, even though I really, really like going to the gym and lifting weights, I had to change and say, okay, well, I still need that exercise. So how can I get it? And so now I've been going around um, a, a park around here and I, I walk around a lake and it's really good. So it's filling my, actually my alone time bucket. It's filling my exercise bucket. And it's also filling my, you know, kind of my spiritual re release bu bucket because I get to just have, be alone with my thoughts. And so again, but I had a pivot that wasn't something I normally no. was doing. I was going to the gym instead. And there's so many people out there that can't mentally cannot pivot like that. We get trapped into the gym's closed. I can't go do anything. Or I'm being told to stay indoors and there's nothing to do. Oh my goodness, I'm trapped with my crazy family. <laughs> uh-huh. But you know, things can happen. I will tell you that when when we were first actually put into lockdown here in the state of Colorado, I I was living alone, but I had two daughters. One just graduated with her master's degree. And so she came in uh lived with me. They were still finishing up school. Actually, they were still in the middle of their, of their college year. And then my other daughter was a junior in college. And so they both came to live with me. That was a huge change. And cause I was used to living alone. Right. Well, what happened is of course that first week, okay, it was so much fun having my daughter's home and we were eating all sorts of bad things and, you know, having a little too much wine at night, just having fun together. And Yes, it was one week where I went off track. It, it's not a matter of going off track that week, but it was a matter I was able to say, okay, we can't keep going on with this. Yeah, that was a fun week, but we need to get back into some type of routine. And so, I mean, it's the same thing with an airplane. I don't know if you know this, but I, because I fly a lot, I've talked to a lot of pilots and they have told me that anytime you are flying, that the airplane is actually off course 99% of the time. 
So you have to wonder, okay, if the airplane is off course 99% of the time, how in the world do you ever get to your destination? Well, it's because there's a constant feedback loop. And so the airplane is constantly correcting itself to make sure that it stays on course. And so I, I think of that analogy when, again, yeah, I had one bad week. My daughters came home. We had a lot of fun, you know, trying to figure out what this whole thing was going on. But then I said, okay, I can't continue because now I'm going to be on a, a bad path. I'll gain weight and, and all of that kind of stuff. And so it was a matter of just course correcting and, again, keeping my eye on the target. Yeah, it's one thing after another. You have to keep an eye on what you want in the world. You have to keep an eye on their health. Do you want good health? Do you want okay health? Do you want don't care about your health? It's all a personal struggle. It's I can't tell you how to be healthy. That's up to you to be healthy. You know, a doctor can give you tools to be healthy, but it's up to use you to use them. Absolutely, it requires action and and. That's the thing is that, you know, there's enough knowledge out there, you know, to how to save money. And there's a lot of knowledge out there on how to be healthy, but it, we actually have to take action, right? So if you are sitting on your couch and you have the idea that you want to say, maybe go to New York City, well, you can't get there by just sitting on your couch. You actually have to get up, go outside. Let's say you're going to drive. I mean, you actually have to get in your car and put it in gear. So it's not a matter of just thinking about it. It's a matter of actually taking action. And here's the other thing I really want people to know is that, you know, this is, none of this is about blame because some people will say, oh, you know, if I'm not taking care of myself. You know, you, you don't want to have that blame. It's a really low energy level vibration. It's all about really mitigating your risk. Mm -hmm. So when you are, you know, if you eat healthy, and you exercise, and you do all sorts of things for your mental well-being, whether it's yoga or whatever works for you, it doesn't guarantee you good health, but it does mitigate against the risk of poor health. You yes, know, just yes. like when you wear a seatbelt and you were to get in an accident in the car, it doesn't guarantee you that you're not going to be injured. But when you wear that seatbelt, it does mitigate against the risk of your injury. So it's the same thing with our health. If we're, if we're actually doing the right things, again, we're mitigating our risk against mm -hmm. poor health. And it's the same with our finances. You know, people can save and then sometimes they make a bad investment. It doesn't guarantee that, you know, nothing's ever going to go wrong or something happens with the stock market or whatever. But it sure does set you up for a better place than if you weren't trying to pay attention to your financial house in the first place. Oh, perfectly clear. I mean... I have stock, a few baby stocks, my, to my toys. I, do I put like a dollar or two in my stocks. They're pennies. But at the same time, it's helping me try to navigate, okay, I want a better solution or better future. So I'm going to see where the stocks go with these baby stocks before I jump in with $100 or, you know, I'm mm -hmm. not going to go, okay, here's all my money. Let's do this and then lose it all. I'm going to test the water first because we have to test when we're doing something new. You don't just jump <laughs> uh -huh. and then build from there. Well, and you can also, you can mitigate your risk by doing, you know, having more of a balanced portfolio. So when I work with my clients, I like to find out, of course, you know, I could never recommend anything to them without first knowing about them. So you know, what is their time horizon for investing? 
you know, what is their liquidity need? Some people would say, well, I, I can't have too much money tied up because, you know, I, I'm going to buy a house and I need a down payment or I've got a child going off to college in the fall. So I need a chunk of change. And so you have to look at everybody's going to be very, very different based on their own individual situations. And so, but you can get to a balanced um, concept of investing, which is what I love to help people with, mm -hmm. because you, you don't have to be, you know, putting things in something that's too risky for what you're comfortable with. So, but again, it's just a matter of paying attention to it. Instead of living the life that a lot of people do, like I used that example before, kind of getting up, going through our day, and then all of a sudden it's, you know, rinse, repeat. So unless we pause to take notice of something, nothing's going to change. Exactly. I love the ones that will sit on the couch, complain because they're in a dead end job. They don't have money. They don't have their health. They eat potato chips from the time they sit down to the time they go to bed. Watch the drama that we call news. Complain about the news. Get mad about the news. Go get more depressed because of the job and it's just a cycle they're not doing anything to break that cycle absolutely right so you have to do something to change that and you're right it's so some people just sometimes can't see that there is a way out you know i i what i say is you can only really be a victim in the short run not the long run and what do i mean by that like say you're in a really bad relationship in fact you and you live with this person. And so now you're depending on them to help pay the mortgage or help pay the rent. And, you know, and you, like you said, you don't like your job. Maybe you, you really, you don't like your boss. Well, the thing is, is you can start to take steps to say, I need this to change, even if it takes time. So maybe you, in order to get a different job, you, maybe you need a, an associate's degree or you need some additional training or skills. Well, then, you know, figure that out. Maybe take some online classes. In fact, COVID-19 has made online education a lot more accessible. So there's things you can do. Maybe it would take you six months, a year, two years to be able to pivot in, in a job or to pivot in your career. Or, you know, again, maybe, I mean, realistically, some people can say, I can't go live under a bridge right now. I really do need the financial support of this relationship, even though this relationship is not in my best interest. So, but you, again, you can start to take steps to get out of it now. And I'm not saying, saying stay in an abusive situation. I mean, get out immediately, obviously, if your mm -hmm. safety is an issue. What I'm talking about is when it's not serving your highest and best good, and you have time to be able to change and to do things. So if you're still complaining five years from now that you don't like your job and you're still in that same miserable relationship, well, that's on you, right? So you can, but yes, people can quote unquote be a victim in the short run because you can find yourself in a situation you don't like, but it may take time to, to make a change. Exactly. I mean, we have so many resources out there now, especially since COVID-19 to elevate ourselves. We have the stay-at-home jobs now that weren't available or at least not available on the scale that they are now. We have things that are accessible, the education. We have edX.com is free for education. If you want the certificate, you have to pay for it. But if you want the knowledge itself, it's there. Right. There's, so there's certainly a silver lining, you know, COVID-19, obviously it's really sad. Some people have been, you know, impacted by, you know, through illness of somebody they love or themselves and, you know, so in job loss. So definitely, I mean, some real hardships that have happened because of COVID-19, 
but there's always a silver lining to things. And, and like you said, is that there's ways to, to, you know, change or to now things are brought into the light that were hidden. I, I cannot tell you a lot of people that I, you know, initiated conversations with in the past about, Hey, you know, I'm more than happy to do a financial checkup with you. You know, it's just get a second opinion. Once you get a second opinion before you had surgery and a lot of, no, 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 I'm good. No problem. I'm doing great. And then all of a sudden COVID-19 hits and they aren't doing great. They didn't have that emergency fund set up. You know, a lot of people just think, well, there's tons of jobs available. We had a, a, you know, a robust economy. Even if they figured they lost their job, they could easily find another one. Well, that wasn't the case. And so a lot of people were two paychecks away from disaster, right? They were waiting for the government to bail them out because they themselves were not properly set up to take care of themselves. And for for me, it's all about when I talk to my, my clients, I really want people to take the power back to, with themselves instead of giving their power away to, you know, please government send me a check or giving their power away, you know, to, to some job. If you take the power back with your health and you take the power back with your wealth, when hardships hit, because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you know, then you can get yourselves positioned to be able to, you know, better move through that change. That's 100% correct. I have a friend, COVID-19 hit. He was like, he owns a corporation. He's like, I'm not firing anyone. I'm hiring 500 positions. Wow. And I'm going to have them train by the time this is done. And the ones that train and do good are going to be kept. And ones that don't, well, this isn't meant for them. So he expanded his business to, during COVID-19. Mm-hmm. He's yes. like, this mm-hmm. is not the time to withdraw and contract. This is the time to expand. Right. And so, I mean, there's always opportunities. You just have to be able to see it. And, and again, it's being able to change because sometimes we, I really believe that we self-sabotage and that we are our own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think there's a lot of times that we just need to get out of our own way. Um, and so, you know, that's why, you know, I, like I said, I really love to help people. I love to help people with their finances, especially, you know, so that they, you know, because it, it is linked to health, right? Social economic class, there's actually a correlation um, between social economic class and health. And some of it's just because of, you know, just understanding the proper things to do or, you know, making sure that we're not just looking at our physical health, but our mental well-being and things like that. And of course, the finances are definitely connected because, Unfortunately, there's going to be, you know, increased anxiety and depression now because of people who have lost their jobs and and who did not have an emergency fund to help themselves. And I think that's part of what we're seeing right now. If you looked in the news, it's a lot of anger, frustration, and depression because they lost their job. They're acting out because they don't have their job. But at the same time, we cannot be taking jobs away from other people. Yeah. So there's a lot to be seen. You know, we we don't know what's going to happen, but again, anything that people can do to take the power back themselves and to position themselves, because again, I really believe you can only be a victim in the short run, you know, because believe me, a lot of really bad things happen to good people. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of don't stay in it because, you know, sometimes something can happen to you once, but when you continue to do, you know, ruminate and ruminate and ruminate on it, it, then it's almost as though you're recreating that. Very true. You cannot live for today while you're living in the past. Correct. 
Yes, well stated, very well stated. We have to learn <laughs> from the past. We cannot sweep it under the rug, but we cannot live in the past to move forward. We have Absolutely. to move forward and learn from our past. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> so where can our listeners and our viewers find you? Well, actually, so I'm more than happy to give out my business email and my business phone number. So my business email is truly my name. It's Tammy Lynn guns at gmail.com, which is just T A M M Y L Y N N G U N S at gmail.com. And then my business phone number is three zero three three zero one four two three one. No. If I'm reading what I'm looking at, you also have a few books out. I do have a few books out. Um, and my one book can be found on Amazon. And um, it is, I have a copy of it. It's your ultimate daily guide for success. And that's found on Amazon. But anyone of your listeners who either calls me or sends an email and they would like to get a free book, it's not a book that I authored, but it's a really good book that I give to all of my clients and actually just, you know, just to people because I really do want to help stamp out financial illiteracy. Mm -hmm. And it's a book called How Money Works. And let me tell you something. This is a brilliantly written book, which is why I use it. It only takes an hour and a half to two hours to read it, right? Who wants to go through some really thick financial book? Mm -hmm. Most people would never even open that up. And this book is such an easy read and it really gives great um, advice and, and education to help people to help stamp out financial illiteracy. Certainly it's just, you know, a, a component. It goes over some simple money concepts that people don't know about things that are not taught in school. And so I'm more than happy to mail a copy to any of your listeners who, like I said, just gets in contact with me. That'd be awesome because we have so many people out there right now that needs help with their finances because we're not teaching finances in school. Absolutely. Ones and zeros and how to add them up, but we're not teaching what those ones and zeros mean. Right. And there's some very simple money concepts that people don't know about. And if they knew it would just, they would think really twice about spending $5 on that latte. They would rather put it into savings. But yeah, I, I, I'm so thankful. I have homeschooled my daughter partly. So she's learned the economics <laughs> and she's very frugal with money. But at the same time, we go to, say, McDonald's or Walmart, give people a $5 bill, and they don't know how to make change. Yeah. When I was, well, I'm, I'm a lot older. I'm, I'm, what, I'm not a baby boomer. I'm a Generation X. But yeah, when I was younger, I actually worked at McDonald's in high school, and we had to make change. The machine didn't do it for us. So, I mean, but, you know, it's, it's with anything, honestly. The more that, you know, now we're in a credit card society, people are debit, credit or debit, people just, so they're not using cash as much. So it's a little bit harder for people to, you know, think of, of change. So. Yeah. I, I, when I was working at McDonald's, our credit card machine went down a few times. We have to pay cash only. And everyone was like freaking out because no one knows how to make change. I'm like, seriously, are they not teaching this in school? <laughs> I feel like an old mom teaching the kids how to make change. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's like any school uh, or uh, skill. If you don't use it, you know, you lose it. I mean, it really is true because that's how our brains are wired. Our, our brains have these neural pathways. And so when you keep doing something that's called using it, right, then you almost get these ruts like driving down an old dirt road. You know, mm -hmm. pretty soon there's ruts in the road. 
But if you stop that, then, you know, those, those uh, neural connections will actually fade away. So, it, you know, that's not that surprising. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Yeah, this has been fun. And again, anyone out there, we all need a little bit of financial advice. Get a hold of Tammy. We'll set something up. I mean, seriously, we need to move forward with our finances like we do in our health.